What's going on, ladies and gents? I'm Billy Donnelly, and I'm getting old quickly. Welcome back to another brand new episode of the podcast. For those of you who have been here before, as usual, welcome back. You know the rules, you know the drill, you know the lay of the land, you know what it is that we're here to do. But if this is your first time joining us, also welcome. Welcome aboard on our journey of self-discovery and self-reflection, of introspection and self-improvement. Basically, we try to put in the emotional work week in and week out to be better today than we were yesterday and to be better tomorrow than we were today. Also to help destigmatize the conversation around our mental health struggles and to encourage you to talk openly and honestly about what's going on in your life within your life. So what's on the agenda this week? Well, there's been a lot of discussion as of late that I've seen concerning the Male loneliness epidemic, I believe is what they're calling it. Who's they? I don't know, but that's how I've heard it referred to uh, in recent weeks. And look, I've been talking for a while, uh, almost, what, three and uh, almost three and a half years going back uh, early on to the early stages of the show, I believe episode three, if I'm being exact uh, about the difficulty in making adult friends about making adult friends period as a man I can say that it is it's probably harder uh, and and a little bit worse and for a long time no one really wanted to talk about this because no one was acknowledging that anything was going on. When you talk about sort of male loneliness, uh, there's there's a couple of things at the, at the root of it that make it difficult to even know or acknowledge that there's a problem. First of all, it requires uh, people to, and specifically men, to acknowledge their feelings, i.e. they're lonely. Right. And the difficulty that comes with it is the stigma that also attaches itself to not having um, a lot of friends, not having good quality friends, not having what you think is a suitable amount of friends by some imaginary standard. Right. And so to to say that you're lonely means that you have to acknowledge that there's something wrong and there may be something wrong with you, which isn't necessarily the case, but once again, we're talking about stigma, right? We're talking about the negative feelings and negative attachments that we stick to this particular problem. Along with that, when we, we continue to dive deeper down the stigma rabbit hole, is the idea that not having... Uh, a lot of friends, not having good quality friends, not having, once again, some imaginary standard of standard number of suitable friends. When you don't measure up to that completely arbitrary and made up idea or number, the negative attachment to that is that you're a loser, right? Who doesn't have a lot of friends? Losers. Cool, popular people. They have all the friends. Who doesn't have friends? Losers, 
right? I'm not saying that that's the case, but that's what the mind tells you. And no one wants to come out and say that they're a loser who doesn't have many friends. So they don't talk about it instead. And, and as a result, we have a lot of people who don't want to acknowledge their feelings or the struggles. And as a result, it just keeps, we just keep kicking the can down the road. As that's happening, people get lonelier. People get sadder. People get more depressed. They feel more disconnected. It's a problem. But it starts with at least acknowledging that it's difficult. Look, it is difficult to make friends, period, as an adult. As a man, it can be very difficult, very difficult. And if you have a, if you're married or you're a, a dad, uh, it could be exponentially more difficult. You know, when, as look, as you get older, period, okay, your time is valuable okay your time is increasingly valuable and it is decreasingly available as you have more responsibilities in your life whether it's your job whether it's a spouse whether it's kids whether it's things that you do for yourself You have a finite amount of time available to give to other people. And as a result, you become more picky and more choosy about who gets that done. And so as a result, it then becomes increasingly difficult to maintain friendships, to find new friendships, to build connection with the time available that becomes meaningful to you. Because if you are married, you may choose to give more of that time to your partner or your spouse because they mean a lot to you and you love them very much and so you want to make you want to spend time with them well unfortunately time is a zero-sum game because in order for you to give time to them it has to come away from somewhere else if you're a father and you have kids they need time. They need your time. You have to give them your time. And that time has to come from somewhere. So when you look at sort of the hierarchy of relationships in our life, oftentimes it's the friendships 
they get the short end of the stick. And so while you may give your time to your spouse or your partner or your kids because they're family and they, they need that from you, what that means is that you lose out on building and maintaining and keeping or finding other meaningful relationships outside of that. And so, look, I've talked about it in the past, about some of the difficulty in sort of men's friendships is like, you know, and I struggle with it too because it's hard for me. I In the past, I've typically gotten along better or communicated better or connected better with women because they are more in line with what it is that I'm looking for out of a friendship. Conversation, uh, being able to have sort of deep, more meaningful discussions. When you talk to another guy, it's usually about fucking bullshit. I mean, look, uh, that's a sweeping generalization. I do have a couple of close friends that I do at this point now feel much more comfortable with talking about personal things and not just surface level bullshit. And it took time to get there. And it took some trust to get there. And it took knowing the emotional maturity level of the other person to recognize that they would be okay (laughs) and on a proper comfort level to be able to enter into some of those discussions. With a lot of other uh, men, uh, the reason that it doesn't go beyond surface level bullshit is that they're not equipped with the tools to be able to handle other people bringing heavier shit to them. Some of it is trust, right? Because society for a long time has told men, you can't be vulnerable, you can't be soft. Can't talk about your feelings. Gonna be tough, rugged, a fucking ice man. Just ice water in your veins. No feelings at all. And so we come forth, and you say, "Hey, I'm feeling kind of sad." Other men are like, "What the fuck am I supposed to do with that?" Right? And they may poke fun at it because they don't they don't know how to respond to it. You don't know how to handle it. And they themselves also fear and worry that if, if they were to respond to it in the way that may actually be beneficial towards you, now they might get found out. Now they may have exposed themselves as also having feelings and being a little vulnerable and maybe a little soft or tender. Oh my God, the fucking travesty. 
And so everybody just shuts the fuck up and keeps it to themselves. Because we attach uh, feminine attributes to that. Those are feminine behaviors. Men can't be feminine. You gotta be macho as fuck. So we didn't talk about any of it. And we become more isolated. And as a result, we become lonely. And a lot of the difficulty with that is that then we are dealing with so much shit on our own and we don't know what the fuck to do with it or where to go with it or how to express ourselves about it or talk about it or process it or examine it or, or what. Right? You can't go to other friends because you don't know what the fuck they're going to even do or whether or not you can trust them with that. Or if you don't have a lot of friends, then uh, you don't have a lot of fucking options there anyway. And you worry about opening up to other people. Maybe it's your spouse or your partner. And that becomes difficult because you don't want to become a burden. You don't want to put all your shit on them. So once again, because you're the fucking strong man, you got to hold on to all that shit and deal with it by yourself. A lonely road to walk. It's fucking hard. And, you know, what, one of the other things that I've seen, which is it's not helpful, uh, is that I have seen some women make fun of the male loneliness epidemic, which is just a vicious fucking cycle now now once again it's well who the fuck wants to talk about it if you're just gonna make fun of it or or diminish it or minimize the impact or the actual problem that exists and look i understand uh men through the history of the world uh, have not been fucking great historically speaking And when it comes to men's treatment of women throughout the history of the world, uh, also not a really great track record. And so I understand why it is difficult for women to find some degree of empathy or sympathy towards men in general when men come forth and say, I have a problem. Can you help me? Because women have... Uh, they got enough fucking problems of their own. And they don't really need one fucking more. Especially when the problem is help men. Like that's, that's not... You see how fucked up all this, this whole equation is? And why we're not getting anywhere? It's, it's, not, it's not ideal for anybody. 
it's it's not it's it's not it's not ideal for anybody. But so now we're just fucking stuck. And you know, and 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 it's difficult for you know what I think it's one of the other reasons that that where it's difficult for men a lot of the times is that it's a little bit easier for women to find connection. Because the the structure of the societal apparatus makes it easier for women to get together and and gather and have these conversations with one another. First of all, it's easier for them to get together and, and gather. A lot of the ways for adults to be able to find and maintain new friends are geared towards women to find success in them. Maybe not purposefully. They're just better at it. Whether it's other parents at your kid's school or being uh, just slightly more outgoing, right? Taking your kids to the park or or going out for drinks after, uh, after work or, or whatever. It, it's easier for those connections to happen. My, my wife has made a number of friends in the time that we've been up here in North Carolina. Uh, she recently made a new group of friends because they happened to be gathering or not even happened to be gathering. There were a group of women that have managed to come together like Voltron now because they just so happened to be hanging out at this particular wine shop at the exact same time. And over time, they were like, you're cool, you're cool, you're cool. Let's let's get together and hang out. And now they go out and they do shit. Men don't do that. They don't go to the bar. <laughs> First of all, I, I don't want to be hanging out and and I mean, look, I guess I guess if there's it's a it's a male loneliness epidemic, they're all lonely at the bar. But you don't go to the bar, I don't know, watch the game or something like that, and then all of a sudden be like, we should hang out sometime. Why? I don't know. It's just not done. Women would do that and it wouldn't be a fucking problem. But men are like, oh, I don't know. Right? There's always the gay aspect to it too, right? Like, oh, she's trying to pick up on me. No, nobody, not everybody wants to fuck you to begin with, right? But it's just, it's just... I don't know. It, it doesn't. It doesn't connect like that. Don't ask me why. It just doesn't. But women, women can go and be like, we should exchange numbers and hang out sometime. Men aren't like we should exchange numbers and hang out sometime. It's fucking. I don't know. I had this entire conversation with my, wife, with my wife not too long ago about the fact that men don't talk to each other when they're in the men's room. She couldn't understand why. I 
in the ladies' room, it's, a, it's an entirely different world. People bring all their fucking problems in there, or they ask for some kind of help, or they get fucking hyped up or some shit. It, it's always something. But men go into the men's room, and it's the epitome of the outside society. We go in there, and we just do what we need to do for ourselves and get the fuck out of there. And if somebody tries to have a conversation with you or you try to have a conversation with somebody else in the men's room, it's fucking weird. Why? I don't know. We just decided that it was. So how do we solve this? I don't fucking know. I never, I never claimed to have all the answers. But I do think it at least starts with being able to say, you know what? I am lonely. I struggle with finding close friends or many friends as it is. And I don't know what the fuck to do about that. I mean, I can willingly admit it. I don't see a problem with it. I wouldn't consider myself enlightened, but at this point in my life, I'm in a different place where it's easier for me to acknowledge those things. Not everybody else is there. I mean, just look around at the people that you would consider yourself friends with. How many of them have you had deep conversations with as of late or talked about real meaningful shit with as of late? I guarantee you can count the number on less than one hand. You wouldn't even need all the fingers. I would say at least half of the fingers you probably wouldn't fucking need. And I'm not talking about you know, your your spouse or your partner being your friend. or I'm talking like outside of your immediate family, people that you would consider friends, who you've talked to about something of legitimate substance as of late. You can cut most of those fingers off. But guess what? It's okay to say that. And it's okay to admit it and I think admitting it brings into light the fact that many people are struggling. And as a result of having this specific epidemic, it should be easier for people to come forth and make those connections because we're all fucking looking for it. It shouldn't be that hard for somebody to just be like, hey, you want to be friends? Yeah, let's be friends. Cool. And then, I don't know. Fucking hug it out or rub dirt on it. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. When multiple parties are willing to admit and say this is what I'm looking for, then it shouldn't be that much difficult to find somebody else also looking for the same. And I say shouldn't be, and, you know, I use the should word, and that's a fucking mistake. Because people are people, and we're all going to get in our own goddamn ways anyway. 
But look, I've said it before on the show. I'll say it again. I'll say it again right now. If you do find yourself lonely, if you do find yourself struggling with relationships or friendships in your life, just know that you're not going through this by yourself. Now, it may be harder to find somebody in your immediate vicinity who has the courage to fucking admit that and say, me too. But we're making progress, I guess, right? There are people out there who will admit it. I am one of them, and I'm always looking to make cool friends. All right, they don't even have to be cool. I'm looking to make friends, period. And uh, I'll keep on trying because... Because why not? What else do I got to lose? I joined a bocce league, hoping to meet new people, do some cool things, get out of the house, go to concerts every once in a while, find some different activities. Just, just keep doing the things that you like to do, and hopefully you'll find people who gravitate towards that as well. And, um, And then you'll be in better shape than you are right now. But the male loneliness epidemic is a real thing. It's not something to be mocked. Uh, it is something to be... To be acknowledged. But it also requires people to put in the fucking work. To hopefully... I'm not going to say bring it to an end, but... Wrangle it to be more manageable. Let's say that. All right, on that note, I think I'm going to call time and bring this uh, this episode to a close. So, like we talked about loneliness and friendships before here on the show, so it's not like I'm covering any kind of real new ground or doing anything groundbreaking here, but it does continue to come up, so it does mean that we should keep talking about it because it's it's not, it's not hitting uh, for everybody, so... The more we talk about it, the more we normalize it, the more we make it a little bit more acceptable. And, uh, you know, for people to just discuss and, and I don't know, move forward with. All right. Now I'm starting to ramble, so let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, make sure you like, follow, subscribe to the podcast in all the places where you do all the things. Uh, you know how to do it by now, I would hope. So just keep doing it if you haven't done it already. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on uh, social media. Instagram is really the place to be. That's at the Mr. Donnelly. And um, yeah, that's it. Uh, look, if you find yourself in crisis mode, in a dark place, you need help. Whether it's you, yourself, family member, loved one, whoever it is, uh, the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline exists for those very moments. 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-8255, or you can simply dial 988. That will connect you to a crisis counselor. They're available 24-7. They will talk to you about what you need help with when you need it. So if you need it, please use it. That's what the resource is there for. It's the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK or 988. On that note, I'm out. 
I'll see you back here next week. And uh, have yourself a good one. I'm Billy Donnelly. I'm getting old quickly. Just remember, getting old doesn't suck. It kind of just happens. Mm -hmm.